0: Hey, this is Rabbi Zev Bannett. You're listening to the daily Halacha Kabbalah and Machshava podcast series. Thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, If you are interested in this kind of content and you want to get more, head over to www.yesodblocks.com where you can subscribe and get access to all the content we have going on on that platform. We're constantly adding new stuff and the platform is undergoing upgrades all the time. So join us over there and by joining us you also are supporting what we do and helping us to actually create more Torah and share more Torah of this nature and bring more and more truth, clarity, and balance, and light to the world as we get closer and closer to the time period of Olam Haba, the immortality phase that is Definitely coming at us at very, very high speed and velocity. Additionally, you can check out our other album on iTunes and on Amazon. It's called Tikkun Hayasod, recently released. It's using these Torah frameworks that we're articulating throughout this platform and this series to do battle with the dark side of the internet, the world of pornography. Check that out also, Tikkun Hayasod, or just search Zev Bandit on iTunes or Amazon. This is the Air of Shabbos episode. It's Friday today. And so this is, uh, we're going to be focusing on Halachos of Shabbos as we try to go through all of the different Halachos of Hilchos Shabbos uh, on Fridays as we go through the rest of Hilchos Orachayim uh, during the week. And so this particular halacha, we are up to Simon Reish Nun right now, 250, section 250. Uh, It's a pretty short section, and uh, it deals more, again, we're still in kind of like the Halachos of, of Erev Shabbos phase of the Shulchan Aruch right now. In the last episode, we spoke a lot about Uh, preparing food for Shabbos and how that intersects with the world of desire and the concept of tzimtzum and the deep layers of attraction and desire that we feel, the dynamic of chisaron, of emptiness, uh, that was the result of the tzimtzum dynamic in which Hashem basically, who is the totality of reality, created this layer of being in which now there's a sense of emptiness where Hashem's presence is hidden. And so all of reality is yearning towards that presence and is hungry to fill the void uh, with substantive... Uh, uh, experiential knowledge of of what Hashem really is, of who Hashem is, so that way we can kind of undo that tzimtzum. and that is the process of tshuva that we are all going through all the time. We're constantly trying to return to that state that we were once in, in that state of oneness with Hashem. And so that's uh, that was that was the, the the overarching dynamic of erev Shabbos we discussed in the previous episode here. Uh, very much part of the same picture, but slightly different. The halacha here says, this is Byom halacha Aleph, says, A person is a person supposed to wake up early on Friday to prepare the things that are needed for Shabbos. Even if you have multiple servants who are helping you uh, to create stuff, uh, to get stuff ready for Shabbos, you should still try, at least personally, to at least prepare certain things, some things, Uh, for Shabbos on your own. You should do this yourself, Uh, things that are needed for Shabbos in order to create kavod Shabbos. As we discussed in the previous episodes, kavod Shabbos, means usually translated as the dignity of Shabbos or the honor of Shabbos, but the word kavod, from the word kaved, means the impact of Shabbos. In other words, you want to feel Shabbos' impact upon you. You want to feel like there's uh, there's pressure on you, uh, a presence upon you of, of this day and its meaning, so it leaves a mark on you. It's As opposed to just sort of having Fridays, a regular day, and just going straight into Shabbos when Shabbos starts, and just kind of like, you know, zero preparation. Why don't you already start feeling the impact of the day now? It's kind of like if you were planning to go on a trip somewhere, so, and you're packing and you're getting everything ready. So, in a certain way, you already feel like let's say, you know, it's Sunday, you're going on a trip on on Monday. So, that Sunday, you know is it's like you feel the energy of the trip uh, you know, kind of bleeding into into that Sunday even though the trip is only taking place on Monday. And so there's a, there's a, a certain amount of, um, of awareness of that trip and its significance, and it pulls you out of the regular routine of what you would normally do on that Sunday. And now instead, you're focused on this trip and whatever this trip is directing your consciousness towards. So there's basically a funneling of your awareness in the direction of that trip. And the same thing is true here with Shabbos. We want to we're basically drawing you into a Shabbos consciousness incrementally. Uh, and in partial steps through these preparations. That's what Kavod Shabbos is, that you feel the, the impact of Shabbos. From the word Kaved, it, it leaves its mark on you. And then he says, why, and why should you even make sure to do this personally yourself? Rav <laughs> Chizda, one of the uh, Amorim uh, in the Gemara, so someone from the Talmud, was, uh, he was a, 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 a sage, uh, a Torah scholar who was one of the experts in all the things that we're discussing in this series, the deep layers of Torah and the more superficial aspects, the practical and the, and the conceptual and the perceptual, he used to cut uh, vegetables into very, very small pieces for Shabbos, on Erev Shabbos. The and Rav Yosef, similarly, also Amorim from the Talmud, they also, they would break, break up pieces of wood for fire, uh, Rabbi Zeira, Rabbi Zeira would, would light the fire himself um, for Shabbos Rabbi Nachman would, would, would prepare clothing and other, other vessels and he would bring them into the, into the to house and, and prepare them for usage uh, from them every person should learn in other words we should look at them and say the way that they behaved is a role model for us Veloyomar uh, lo A person should not say, Well, I'm I'm above this. I shouldn't have to prepare these things myself, um, because I'm a person who, you know, I'm I am too too uh, honorable, I'm too important to do these things myself. I should have other people doing them for me. And why is that? Kizehu this this is his this is his honor. The honor that he really has, his true honor, is that he is um, he is uh, honoring Shabbos, he is he is um, he is relating to Shabbos as something which is significant and important, and and just to, to add a little bit to that, it also says this is now the Ramah, um, the person should sharpen their knives before Shavuot. This is also part of honoring Shabbos and that you are preparing yourself for eating. And the Mishnah brewer here adds well, because if you don't have good knives, sometimes you can get in a fight. You know, there could be some kind of strife in the home. And that's really more of a general statement. You could have strife. Uh, in the home, in, in, as a as a result of failing to prepare for Shabbos, and we're going to see how strife is is essentially undermining the consciousness perspective that Shabbos is designed to create. And just to finish off here, the last second second halacha here, halacha number two, you should try to have as much meat and wine and and treats as as you can, uh, you know, according to your means. And we're trying to create that that for Shabbos. So let's just try to you know pull back from this for a second and look at what exactly. This is uh, this is really talking about. So the uh, the first thing is to you know just just to give an overarching analogy. I think a good analogy for this entire section of halacha. Is a restaurant. So When you go to a restaurant, the reason we go to a restaurant is because we want to have everything be taken care of. We, we 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 want to we want to just be able to focus on the social energy that we have with the people that we're eating with at the restaurant, and to and to enjoy the food experience as it opens up our minds and our hearts, and makes us feel more free and just more relaxed and more released from the various stresses and pressures and currents of the malacha-oriented life that we lead on a daily basis. That's what a, that's what a restaurant is for. And so what we're trying to do is we're trying to create that kind of energy on Chavez by getting everything ready before Chavez and that's that's how we basically Accomplish two things. We then create kavod Shabbos, an impact of Shabbos uh, indirectly. That when it's actually Shabbos, so now we have the impact of Shabbos upon us more strongly because it's uh, it's felt it's felt very uh, very fully because it's like that restaurant that now everything is prepared. And we also want to make it that we're drawing our consciousness in that direction already before, like in the example of the trip, by doing preparations on erev Shabbos uh, to direct us towards towards the the actual experience of Shabbos. That when we get to the restaurant of Shabbos, everything is already ready. And let's just add into that the uh, the second point here, which is the, the description of how each person is supposed to try to do some kind of preparation themselves personally for Shabbos, because you should never say, "Oh, I'm actually too important for this," uh, and uh, you know my servants should do this. And the idea there is that um, you know Shabbos is, is something which is more more important than all of us and and for all of us. And so let's just try to let's just let's just tie that in to the framework that we we were, we've been developing over the last few episodes in terms of what exactly Shabbos is for and how it works. And we already. Have discussed that the whole issue here is that ever since the story of the eight Sadas took place, so now we have this dynamic in which our, our consciousness gets funneled into different areas of life as we immerse ourselves and focus ourselves towards those areas. And so the example that that is the central one is that of Malacha. There's lots of different things that we get involved in on a daily basis. Uh, that are not malacha-related, and those are also not irrelevant to this discussion. But the, the primary focus here is that malacha is what draws our consciousness most deeply into the world, because it's how we experience ourselves in tangible, actualized ways. Malacha means that you are now taking your consciousness, and you are using it to bring greater order to the world in such a way that it is semi semi-permanent. Uh, I, I say semi-permanent because nothing is fully permanent in the world, but at least the organization that you... That you um, uh, install into the world's surface uh, through your consciousness is actually is permanent enough that if there was no you know massive change in nature or sudden event it would pretty much remain as is so it's a it's an act of relatively permanent organization of existence and it comes in opposition to let the, to the dynamic the tendency of existence towards chaos and entropy and 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 uh, decline i'm mean, not just decline but just disorder and so when we transmit our consciousness into that into that type of a funnel and we basically package ourselves and you you take your consciousness and you, and you and you use it to to bring order to something so you're going against the natural order and tendency towards disorder of existence and so when you do it you experience your own sense of existence it's, it creates this this feedback that you actually validate the fact that you are here that you are someone you leave a mark on existence and that's exactly what we're all trying to do we're trying to all actualize our our self that exists in potential. In other words, we are we are this intangible self that is that is underneath that is kind of like you know behind the scenes. If you're inert, if you don't actualize and activate yourself, so then you uh, you know you don't um, you don't experience yourself as real, and you'll feel like you're not realizing yourself. You'll feel like you're not becoming what you need to be. You'll feel like you don't exist. You'll feel bad about yourself. You'll feel like you're nothing and that violates your sense of who you are you know that you're supposed to be someone and so the way that you experience that that being of someone is by actualizing yourself and making real change real creativity in the world this is why human beings love to create things this is actually the underpinnings of the entire world of business business is all about every person trying to channel their consciousness into some kind of creative act then brings a permanent higher state of organization in some aspect of life and then to exchange that value for value with other people who are also doing the same thing so that we all benefit from each other's soul imprints from each other's soul manifestations from each other's soul actualizations in the world that is literally the definition of business a profoundly divine activity i mean business is probably the most divine activity that a person could engage in on a regular basis simply the channeling of the neshama consciousness into the world and that's exactly what hashem is doing hashem basically when he creates the world he he is engaging in that value proposition of actualizing himself in forms that are finite and concrete. So they can then be experienced by the Zulat, by somebody other than himself. That is the, literally the, the thrust of existence, is that energy, that dynamic. And so what happens is that uh, as we do that, though, because of the etzadas Tovara, we can then get consumed by our own creativity and start to say... Oh, you know what? Not, it's not that I'm a soul. I'm a, it's not that I'm a consciousness fragment. It's not that I'm a self that is now manifesting in the world in a way that creates concrete higher order. It's that that concrete higher order is actually the source of my value. It's a source of my self worth. That's actually who I am. I am my creativity. And then the more you do that, the more you look to your creative acts to actually become, uh, to actually serve as the as your identity as a self. And that we see, you know, that, that that goes on in other areas as well. Not just in terms of your creativity. It also goes on in, nowadays. Some popular examples are people over-identifying themselves with their sexuality. Or, or with their political views, very popular uh, alternatives to identifying themselves with their creativity. At least when we identify with our creativity, not only is it, uh, while it is still a false perspective to see ourselves as our creativity, at least our creativity is inherently a, a, a divine expression of the neshama into the world. So that's, you know, it's a little bit better. Although the way that looks when it gets distorted is that people start to live too much for the for money. They start to get too focused on their creativity and they stop having healthy relationships with, with their families. So obviously there is there is that is also detrimental but that's as opposed to the the current popular forms of of, of identity where someone identifies as their sexual nature uh their sexual energy or their political views where there there's really almost no value to that i mean there's you know it's 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 fundamentally and primarily a distorted self-perception in which someone thinks that they are those things and they get a sense of self-worth from those identities from their political affiliations from their sexual uh you know uh, structure, sexual habits, uh, and that really doesn't add much to the world except for a person who's just, you know, uh, getting hyper-identifying and hyper-fixated on these aspects of their lives and their sense of self from those aspects. So here Shabbos is, again, focused more on the Malacha component because it's so much more broad because even people who are hyper-identifying with their with their sexual or political affiliations, they still tend to have some kind of job uh, or some kind of involvement in the world. And so th- that's, that's the main focus of the Shabbos dynamic is basically... We get immersed and funneled into this uh, this aspect of ourselves and over-identify with it over time, and so Shabbos is basically about pulling back and being more like Hashem in this way. This is exactly what Hashem does. Think about how Shabbos works. When, like the the actual dynamic of Shabbos is what we discussed in the very first episode of the series. That Hashem is he he. Literally, you know, to, to use exactly the same language, he funnels his consciousness into discrete, concretized, actualized forms. In other words, you could think of it as the substance of being is Hashem's thought, is Hashem's very self. And then he basically manifests himself as every blade of grass, every atom, every you know, every single thing, every tree, every entity that you see is Hashem's consciousness uh, concretized and actualized and manifest into a an, a physical and concretized form. So that what that what that means is that Hashem basically did this; he funneled himself into those forms. But then at the end of the process, he engages in the in the seventh phase of creation, and really not just at the end; it's throughout. Hashem is constantly doing this. He is able to. To end the process of of adding new things, and he's in a state of complete control. That's what that's what the seventh phase was. That Hashem stopped. It says that Hashem is able to stop at will. He can stop creating whenever he whenever it is the right thing to do for his purpose. He's creating with a particular purpose in mind to create a context and an environment for there to be a, a place for other beings to participate in the process of creativity. And he as soon as that context is is complete in terms of making space. For those beings to do so, then he is done making changes, and then everything after that is Hashem constantly recreating what already exists without adding anything new. And so that's that that is that level of control is is there perpetually. The seventh day of creation was there as a as a as a backdrop to the other phases of creation. They they all took place concurrently in different forms. They were parallel with each other, as we discussed in the first episode. Um, but the backdrop to all of them was this seventh phase that hashem is still in that phase now he's in that phase constantly because hashem is in the phase of absolute proactive control uh, that is purpose directed as to what it is that he is doing. He never gets lost in his creativity and then forgets what his purpose was. That's why Hashem is called Kadosh Kadosh Kadosh. He's always dedicated. He is never. He does not. He never loses his set, his his purpose of what it is that he's trying to achieve with existence and as existence. And so he is Kadosh Kadosh Kadosh. And we're tr- and we're trying to be Kadosh 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 like him in this process of Shabbos. That's what Kedushat Shabbat, Kedushat Shabbos is actually about. That we then we take this day and we try to. Uh, pull back and practice. Again, we do it in a linear way. Hashem does all these things all at once. The entire context for the phases of creation was Shabbat, was Hashem's capacity to stop. And so we saw, as we articulated this in that episode, the first episode, that Hashem basically starts the process of creation already. As the mentor says, all of the... Um, all of the ingredients of creation were laid down in the first instant, and then everything after that was Hashem kind of just um, organizing and, and placing things. And Hashem's, Hashem's capacity to be in control of that creation is an ongoing true truth, which is the truth of His capacity to stop at any point, which He did many, many times throughout creation. There were things that He paused and changed and moved, at, all done at will. And so... We do this in a linear way because we actually have seven actual linear days that are supposed to be this very, very step-down analogy for that process. And so on the seventh day, we are, we are practicing not doing malacha and not engaging in these creative acts to then uh, pull our consciousness out of, those, out of those funnels and out of those um, uh, ruts and ditches. Where we basically uh, inserted our consciousness into the world, and then and, and tried to manifest and experience ourselves in that in those ways, and so that is the process that we're engaging in as we as we engage in this covered Shabbos uh, dynamic. And that's exactly what this is talking about here, which is that we are we are spending time here on erev Shabbos trying to do that to ourselves. In other words, like. You can you know you can say, I want my servants to do it, or I want other people in my family to help prepare for Shabbos. Uh, you're supposed to do it yourself because you are you're not supposed to just go about your regular day on Friday and not feel what's coming, to not feel that now there is this you're you're supposed to start slowly extricating yourself from the entanglements of all your creative actions already on air of Shabbos to begin the process so that way when you get to Shabbos, it's like being at the restaurant. Otherwise, you know, the problem with Das Tovara, with the dynamic of the eight Das is that it takes us a while. We get attached to things, our thoughts get attached, and that's why people spend time very often on Friday night they, their thoughts are running in circles, still thinking about what happened during the week, and, and they're basically trying to disentangle themselves and extricate themselves from the processes of the week. And so you're supposed to get these things ready before Shabbos and do as much as you can, getting yourself, just like with the example of that trip, to sort of bring yourself into the trip headspace, bring yourself into the Shabbos headspace, uh, where you're already starting to say, I'm I'm letting go of what I did this week and what I've been thinking about on a regular basis. And then on Shabbos itself, it's it's obviously acceptable. Like the, We're going to see more in halacha in the, in the next parts that... Um, that there's actually also a process to Shabbos itself. At Friday night you will still have residue from the things during the week. And then Shabbos day you'll have a little bit less. And the high point of Shabbos is actually the very end of Shabbos. The third meal is the meal that is supposed to be is considered the most kadosh because you're the most dedicated to to the to the inner side of you, to the Hashem side of you at that time, because that's what you're trying to do. Instead of being a in, in in the the funnels of this world and the funnels of your creativity, you're pulling back to be basically you know instead of being in the in the horizontal space, uh, traversing the length of the world, you're pulling back vertically up. Uh, as, again as an analogy, not literally, up towards Hashem. So that way you can uh, you can actually be reattached to Hashem and 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 get back to the the the, the fullness that is that is being harmed somewhat by the the das propensity of pulling you into your creativity. It's also why the Shulchan Arf here says that you know there's, you're uh, you're you're you might be important, but Shabbos is even more important than you. And that's because the whole idea of thinking of our own importance is exactly the issue that Shabbos is coming to undermine. And again, it doesn't mean that we're not important. The point is that we think that we're so important that we're more important than anything else. Because look what I did. I'm Elon Musk and I'm Jeff Bezos. I made something that was so creative that i changed the face of the earth for literally billions of people so i'm really 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 real i'm really 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 special and that's true they did do things that changed the face of the earth forever uh the only thing is that that doesn't mean that they're that they are now better than anybody else in terms of being like you know able to to violate the torah to violate who they are to treat people as if they're not people which you know they they generally don't um, and so the idea here is that even someone who is really, really, really important uh, should has to still have access to the perspective, that the, to the perspective that there is more above them and more beyond them, and that they are not, they are not, they are only a partial piece of the truth. And it's basically to pull yourself back and not get your identity of your own importance from the activities that you engage in, but instead to go deep and to get your identity from your root, which is from the Hashem side of you, which makes sure you don't lose touch with your real self as you get immersed in your own creative activities and your own importance that you begin to self-perceive as a result of those creative activities. Okay, so that's basically this halacha. I hope you enjoyed that. That was clear. And uh, you can take that into the Shabbos and use it to build an incredible energy of oneness with Hashem, even as you experience it inside the physical world and you experience the restaurant of Shabbos as a result of your own preparations. Thanks again for joining me. And head over to SoBlocks to subscribe if you haven't already done so and looking forward to having you join me for the next episode.